Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Confidant School. I am your host, Mike Razor, here in New York City. Hopefully, you all are having a wonderful day today. If you haven't checked out the website, go ahead and check out the website at therealestateconfidantschool.com. Um, our email is info. If you have uh, questions, info at therealestateconfidantschool.com. Um, the website is still being updated and uh, the things up there may change over the next couple of months in terms of price point, et cetera, et cetera, uh, school descriptions and whatnot. The, uh, the two-year renewal uh, is under construction right now, so um, no, you won't be able to apply for that. Um, you could, uh, if you wanted to, you could go ahead and put the money down now for it. And once we have everything in play, you guys will have the ability to do the program, receive the certificate for, um, for the renewal, the 22 and a half hour, uh, New York state renewal. Uh, okay. Uh, we got other things that are going to be up there as well. Uh, the new books, the, um, our business partners, uh, information for credit, for um, real estate development, for real estate trusts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then we also have an actual membership um, that is a part of the Real Estate Confidant School. Um, the membership ranges between forty-nine dollars a month all the way up to. 197 I believe or 149 something to that effect um, that gives you <clears throat> that gives you various uh, Q&A's uh, with exclusive individuals in the industry um, all of these these audios as well as uh, videos um, new and uh, old uh, you also have, you also receive exclusive invites to events, um, one-on-one training, uh, mastermind group, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So go ahead, check that out. Um, it's still up and running. So, but today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode of the real estate confidential school is going to be on extreme ownership in business. Uh, so this is for people who, uh, plan on starting their real estate business, uh, business in general, uh, real estate agents, uh, are, um, contractors for the real estate companies that they work for. So this is also a great opportunity, uh, to learn a thing or two about extreme ownership and structure for uh, for business, so you're creating a business model. Um, so it this is definitely helpful not only for you guys but for investors, the newbie real estate professional as a whole. All right, <clears throat> it doesn't matter if you are an inspector, if you're going to be contracting, it doesn't matter. All right. So first thing I want to discuss really quickly is extreme ownership. What is extreme ownership? Um, Taking the um, initiative to uh, make sure the company that you work for, that you represent is in its proper order. And if and when 
an incident occurs with employees or clients, then you are the one that will take ownership in um, in that burden and making sure that the team itself is doing the best that they can, letting people go that are um, not working towards their full potential. Um, these are some most difficult things to do because, you know, you, you befriended them. Maybe you, uh, you think they're a nice person. You're being polite, but the bottom line is you are keeping the the company as a whole afloat, the employees as a whole afloat. One bad apple spoils the bunch. Uh, I give you an example. Of this is I, I recently had a meeting with a group of people, uh, and the leadership um, presented uh, something in the meeting. And the the problem was the person wasn't willing to take ownership in the fact that the 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 group as a whole were not doing the best that they possibly could or the things that have happened in the past was due to the lack of ownership of the management department. Um, And I know some of you are saying, well, if the people who are employees uh, of the company are doing these things, why are we taking ownership of it? Because one you are still allowing the person to, to stay there. That's number one, knowing that um, that they're, uh, the way that they work is a detriment to the company. And two, um, you're not even teaching them the correct processes to grow, to get to that next level. Uh, and in turn, what it's doing is pulling down the morale, uh, pulling down the uh, contracts that you guys get, Etc. Etc. Um, I mean, I say this all the time. If one person slacks off, then the rest of the people on the team has to take the take the uh, take the weight of that person's slack. Uh, whether it's them coming in late to work, uh, if that's something that your business has, whether it is them being late to meetings, whether it is them um, not being dressed appropriately, uh, or having documents completed within a period of time that's needed, uh, just as a whole or, or making, um, creating a situation where you, uh, you say there's bonuses, but then there's no bonuses or the bonuses are taken months when you would, when we, you, when the uh, management stated that they will you know, bonuses would be given, uh, 30 days, uh, in, uh, 30 days after, you know what I mean? Uh, so this is very important. Now, uh, there's a book, Jocko Willenick, uh, extreme ownership. He actually discusses this in that book. He talks about, um, well, it's actually two more than one example, uh, where he discusses extreme ownership. One was, his time in the Navy and the other was his time, uh, when he was, uh, a speaker at, at a corporate office. Uh, and in that, in, in, in both cases, 
uh, he explained the extreme ownership requirements for the leaders in the field. So he discussed uh, the different teams in the, in the um, it was either the Navy or, the, or he was a part of the SEALs. I forget which one it was. But he was explaining how as a master, master chief or lead person of the team, uh, he had to learn how to pick up the slack for everybody else and don't quote me on it, but I, I, this is what I believe, um, if I remember correctly, what, uh, what was talked about uh, was the fact that there was one person out of the whole team that was holding the rest of the team down for, uh, you know, moving slow, et cetera, et cetera. And um, in that, all the other teams were blaming um we're blaming it on the person that was that was moving slow, that was, you know, groggy, you know, and uh, and what have you. So whenever they did, I think they did uh, some type of water race where they had to, they all had to get each team had to get in the water and swim with the lifeboat from uh, one part of the ocean to the other, um, and there was a team that. There were teams that lost and there was reasoning behind that. So um, long story short, he was explaining his master, master chief was explaining that um, to him that the ownership is on the leader. So he would get yelled at all the time until he realized that he would he realized that he was the one who um who took ownership, who needed to take ownership and switch things up. He was the leader. And if he didn't do it, then um, they would always fail. Um, So that's one part. Go ahead and get the book, uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willinick. It's a pretty good book. You get it on Audible or hard or a paperback. It's up to you. But that's only one part. The other part was uh, when he discussed, uh, he had a meeting uh, later on when he retired, he had a meeting with uh, corporate structure and the company was losing money. Um, the client, the uh, the morale of the employees were down, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, he began asking questions in a meeting with the employees as to what they felt, what, what they felt the problem was. And the employees uh, were saying something about management. We're talking about a specific person. Uh, and the business model was old, etc., etc. So uh, he had a private meeting then with the bosses and the management. And he um, realized quickly that the one individual who was setting, who was set apart from the rest was the individual who wrote the business model, who uh, have been, who was at the company for a while, and he was not willing to change anything. He was stubborn. And so Jocko, you know, basically explained to him, like, look, you are the leader. This is the reason why the company is, is not making progress, because you as the leader are not making these changes, are not taking ownership 
of what it is that you're doing and you don't seem to care because you keep blaming everything on the employees and it's not the employees, it's the leadership. All right. So like I said, this model, you know, is for extreme ownership. You need to learn as a business owner, as a real estate agent, as an investor, as a developer, just as an individual period to take extreme ownership in everything that you do. Goal setting, for example, you need to write down your goals, right? Have a healthy sense of urgency for those goals, um, you know, and add it to your business model at the end of the day. Creating a a business model that's successful, uh, proposal writing for funding, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And you could use an eight model figure. So you'll have uh, eight goal categories, for example, right? Uh, One will be lead generation. Uh, One will be the amount of listings that you receive. Um, or put up for that matter, how many contracts you write within a month or every quarter, uh, how many contracts you've actually closed every quarter or every month, the amount of money you've received for that month, the type of tools and systems used to market yourself, uh, on the platform and how much do you study personal education Uh, as a key to building your success. How often do you guys study? That's a key thing is in terms of uh, how often people pick up a book or listen to audios in their field to become the best that they possibly can become. Now, I got to ask you guys this question. When was the last time you read a book that uh, focused on um, the business at hand focused on real estate at, at hand, real estate investing and, um, or watched uh, videos or something that's a learning platform t- for you to use to get to that next step. You know, uh, I know a lot of people who don't, who hardly ever read, uh, who hardly ever look at, um, videos, learning videos and so on and so forth. Um, this is going to, pull your business up a whole lot. Um, you know, you, you have the opportunity to make millions, but if you don't know how to do it, then you won't be able to, you won't have the, the model needed to, um, to grow your bottom line, you know? So, and I talk about lead generation in past podcasts, um, how to list your, uh, properties, cold calling, um, contract writing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so you definitely need the right tools and systems to apply to your, your model as a whole. Um, there's a quote, uh, by Rachel DeHannis that says, I've been looking at my real estate practice as a business. Now I track all the numbers and watch my PL. Um, and um, so she her sales volume is around $52 million, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so focal point, business model, proposal writing, goal setting, and having a healthy sense of urgency, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
Now, in terms of goal setting, you want to start off by uh, writing down how many leads you're trying to get per month or per week or per day, for example. Break it down. If you need, if you want uh, 50 leads for the month, uh, how many is that per week and per day? Um, And then what I want you to do is once you start cold calling, uh, you write down how many calls it required of you to make before you were able to get that one call for a contract. Okay. Uh, this will tell me, tell you the average, same thing with listings. Um, how many listings have you, have you marketed, uh, until someone has actually reached out to you about a listing and then how many people are calling you on that same listing and how many are calling you on the others. Um, you may need to restructure the marketing specs, uh, with, with the listings. If you feel that the numbers are low on one listing than the other period, especially if they're open listings. If they're open listings, then um, you're, you're going to have a more difficult time uh, getting clientele because a lot of people are putting up listings for that particular property. So you need to make yours unique. You need to make yours more accessible than everybody else's uh, and so on and so forth. I always talk about uh, start putting up your own website, um, having a marketing campaign on your website on Instagram, uh, connecting your website to Facebook pixels and Facebook manager. This way you can market your properties, um, to people who are actually looking for real estate, who are, uh, typing in real estate investments and real estate agents and so on and so forth on Facebook and on Instagram and so on and so forth. Um, you know, Write down what your goal number is, what's your goal, and then um, put in what your actual number is. How many clients do you take out every day, um, you know, and whatnot. Uh, and then have a sense of urgency. Don't act as if this is just, you know, a regular nine to five and, you, you know, you're just slacking off. If you know as an investor that you need to get your credit straight, or you need to build your business and so on and so forth, then go ahead and do it. Do it with a sense of urgency. You may have to change your schedule for time in terms of your daily schedule. Some of you guys um, wake up uh, wake up late in the day. Some of you have the uh, audacity to wake up around 11, uh, 11 12 o'clock uh, p.m., some of you guys uh, go to sleep late uh, and, and you're not even working. You're watching TV and then you're going to sleep. Um, and I always have the model of take this business as if it were your nine to five. Uh, and you take four hours, three to four hours before your nine to five. And you take three three to four hours after your nine to five. On the weekends, you're still working. You're not vacationing, ladies and gentlemen. So on the weekends, what you would do is you would um, do either the entire day, 
you're working on your plans, you're working on sending uh, emails and what have you. I know some of you guys have families and whatnot. Uh, so take a, a block on a specific time frame, like four, like four hours on a Saturday, four hours on a Sunday, and focus on building your brand, building your business. Okay. But those of you who do have that extra time, who are single, who uh, don't have as much on your plate, then you have the opportunity to build it, um, build the business on the weekends on an eight hour basis, like a regular day, ladies and gentlemen, eight hours. Okay. I know majority of the people uh, that listen to podcasts that uh, are out here working, most of them on the weekends, they are doing family duties, chores, washing dishes, washing this, doing that. One thing I learned from Grant Cardone is you can't be a millionaire if you're washing your own clothes or your uh, your uh, mopping floors, mopping your floors and cleaning your house. Now, I'm not saying that people don't do it. People do do it. I know, actually, I know a couple uh, who do do it. Um, and that's perfectly fine. The point that I'm making with his, with Grant Cardone's statement is this, you need to utilize every hour on the hour of time that you have. So you're not making money if you're cleaning your house or mopping your floor or washing your dishes or washing your clothes. You could, excuse me, hire somebody to do that stuff. You could hire somebody to clean your house on Saturdays and Sundays, hundred dollars, you know, um, one to three hundred dollars, something to that effect. Handy.com is a great company. I think they give you your first one is free with a promo code or the price is lower. But um, and they allow you to stick with that same person if they do a great job. All right. So you could do that. And while you, while the property is being cleaned, while your clothes are being washed, while the, the kitchen is being thoroughly scraped down, um, you could be working on your business, showing clients, et cetera, et cetera. You get the point? It's freeing up your time so that you could do more with your business and make more money. All right. And then you also need other platforms of business uh, model that'll help you generate income. A 24 hour business model is what we call it. Um, hold on one second. I need to make a note. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. So 24-hour business model on website. Now, I spoke about this before. This is a part of business model. This is part of being extreme ownership. This is a part of marking yourself, listings, et cetera, et cetera. You may not get this anywhere else. This was something that I personally created with the company uh, that I own as a subsidiary, just like the Real Estate Confidant School. It's called the Diamond Blush Group LLC and um, under the Property Brothers Online LLC. Um, And what it is, is the 24-hour model markets your listings 24 hours in a day, every day, 
24 hours in a day, every day, without you actually having to do it yourself. Or if you do have to do it, you only press a button. You click a button and it automatically updates. There's, uh, there are websites online that you could utilize for this, this process. Um, we are working on a program that allows you to do it. that allows you to do it. And what this is going to uh, help you to do is save time. Um, So what you're purchasing is time, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, you could sleep. Uh, It's like having a computer do everything for you without you having to do it, right? Uh, Right now, uh, there are websites, RealTMX, and a couple others. I've used RealTMX, and I think it's a great great model. It is a bit pricey per month, uh, but I think it's a great opportunity for individuals and business owners alike. So uh, what I mean by the 24-hour business model is this. You have your website. You have your ads on your personal website. You have your ads on the website from uh, the company that your license is with. Um, If you're a broker, obviously you have the option to uh, build your own business uh, and put your put your license up on that business uh, to bring real estate agents in. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, so what what you want to do is all those platforms that you have marketing your uh, your real estate, marketing your products, your services. You're going to market them 24 hours by doing this. You hire a virtual assistant, someone that uh, doesn't live in the same state that you in, that you live in. Preferably, I I think it's best to hire someone that is an international, hire someone that is uh, seven hours, five to seven hours um, ahead of you or behind you. This way, when you're sleeping, they're awake. When they're awake, you're asleep. Okay. Um, And then what you're going to do is uh, you're going to click the update button on the advertisements that you have four times uh, a day, four times a day. They're going to click it on their end four times a day. That's all you have to do. Um, All right. So in the when you first wake up in the morning at 4 a.m., you click that button Uh, around lunchtime, 12 o'clock. Uh, you click that button, okay? 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock, it depends. Between 11 and 1, you click that button. Um, I noticed that I I received a lot of great responses at 7 a.m., and that's probably because people are headed to work at that time. So that's definitely a a great option too. But the point is you do it four times a day. So you do it, you could do it at four in the morning, Or if you have the person international, have them do it at whatever time 4 a.m. is their time. Um, Meaning, so if it's if it's five hour difference and it's four o'clock your time, it's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's 9 a.m. where they are. So they have to click it, click it on at 9 a.m. where they are to get it to get the updates um, done at 4 a.m. All right. And then you would do it at one, you would do it at, 
at, at four and then again around seven o'clock. So four times. And then you, like I said before, you have the international person clicking those other times. Okay. You could do that. Or if you feel that you could just do it on your own, that's perfectly fine. Um, or you could, you could definitely hire somebody here that works the overnight shift or something to that effect and just have, you know, them clicking on the ads when you're sleeping and when you're awake, you're clicking on the update, the updates for the ad. So that's the 24 hour business model, uh, on the website. Um, and like I said before, hopefully you guys are building your LLCs. You are uh, taking advantage of those tax breaks. Especially if you have a regular nine to five, you need tax breaks because they're killing us with this 22% um, and higher uh, tax rate. Okay. Build a legitimate business. My suggestion is also too in the beginning, if you feel like it's a bit of a a difficulty, then start with uh, a company like World Ventures, for example, uh, which is, it is multi-level marketing. Um, It's not a scheme. Uh, and, um, I can tell you that I've learned so much from them in terms of business, in terms of growth as an individual. And I wrote them off in taxes. Um, I wrote all my expenses off for that business in taxes. That's how I know it's legitimate. I put the, uh, company's name information and so on and so forth under my tax rate tax document. When I, uh, when I was working with them. And it gave me a heavy tax break that I really needed. And, my, and uh, I received a return from both state and federal because of it. Okay. So I don't want to hear the, all, of the, all of the bull that people put up there. Uh, hearsay is, is crazy. <laughs> you know, but if you haven't actually gone and done it yourself, then you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't judge. Okay. So. Uh, 29 minutes. Oh, 30 minutes in, ladies and gentlemen, 30 minutes in. All right. So the 24 hour business model is definitely helpful. Uh, I talk in the past about how to create your business website and how to market it through pixelation with, uh, with, um, Facebook manager. Um, Shopify has an amazing, uh, amazing platform that lets, that lets you, um, add applications and all sorts of things to your website. Uh, obviously those applications, some of them are free, but some of them, um, do cost. Um, but they basically have everything all in one for you. Um, and that will give you the opportunity to, um, not only market your platform perfectly, but increase your, your lead base. Okay. Um, and hopefully you're adding that all those things to your goal setting. Okay. Um, and today's Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. So hopefully you're going out to look at real estate. Hopefully you are, um, you know, marketing yourself or showing properties and so on and so forth, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the other thing is you want to have long-term and short-term goals that'll help you to, and look at these goals every day, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to, um, focus your mind on the specifics of these things. Um, 
Ooh, okay, proposal writing. So this is the other thing. In the, when in business, you need to know how to write a proposal. It doesn't it doesn't matter what business you're in. Uh, real estate agencies, investors, uh, real estate agents. Proposal writing is amazing. It's something that you need. Um, there's an older gentleman that lives in Eng- England. Uh, what's what's this guy's name? Um, oh man, what is his name? Well, when it comes to me, I'll let you guys know. But uh, ah, I got it. See, uh, his name is Dan Pena. Dan D A N P E N A, and he is a no nonsense. Uh, multi-millionaire, probably billionaire. Uh, and he discusses different models like proposal writing and, and, and how to structure your business the right way and so on and so forth from a business perspective, not particularly real estate, but he's owned multiple companies. He sold those companies for billions of dollars and he's definitely a great, and he on his website, he has free information that you could go on and listen to videos to listen to, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And if you have the money, he has the book, um, how to make your first million. Um, and that book is a thousand dollars just to let you know, it's a thousand dollars. Um, so that, uh, basically the proposal writing sector requires you to be able to structure a proposal that will, um, that will allow you to, um, build your business, your portfolio and your empire. Um, now real estate agents, um, I know you guys are under a, and a company, you have your license under another company, but, um, like I said before, you should be, uh, building your own LLC. This way you could, um, as representing yourself. This way you could put advertisements up there that obviously is still connected with the, with the licensing company that you work for, but you'll be able to market yourself and sell yourself as a whole. So that's the, that's the most important thing, uh, marketing yourself as a whole to bring in new clientele. All right. Um, so the proposal will have various aspects of the, what, what your plan is, uh, what the money is going to be used for your, uh, outlook on the structure. Um, like take, for example, uh, you found a neighborhood, uh, in New Jersey that you feel is the best place to build, um, multifamily properties and put, um, either low income housing or, um, what is it called? Assisted living facilities. Uh, and in that proposal, you would, you would explain that you would explain how the tax rate has gone down by $2,000 that the government is offering grants, um, grants up to $10,000 for closing costs and so on and so forth for the, uh, for the uh, closing costs and down payment of the properties, um, and the, <clears throat> and then the ex, uh, what's it called? Projected revenue <clears throat> for the proposal. Excuse me. 
will be will also be up there. So the projected revenue would be uh, the the uh, projected number um, that it would cost for for this project. The projected number of the first property that you guys and then the monthly income ROI that you receive after repair values, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, the final percentage per month you guys will receive on the deals um, on the properties, especially if you're purchasing purchasing the properties with equity already already on it. So if you get, you end up putting a proposal like that together. You will get funding from that proposal for this development project, and then you would take the money and um, negotiate some type of return in terms of percentage rate, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I would suggest you to, just like I talked about uh, before, unaccredited and accredited investors, you might want to uh, speak with someone regarding to uh, what what price point is legally possible to accept for the per person, accept per person for uh, these proposals, okay? Uh, it shouldn't be difficult. It should actually be separate if you are including the individuals as um, part owners or something to that effect, okay? But definitely check it out. I know that uh, with real estate investment trust, you know, there's accredited and non-accredited investors. So just kind of look at that. Um, this is, this proposal is not really a trust. It's more of a, um, it's more of a loan, uh, like an angel loan or something to that effect with an underwriter, uh, so that you could get the money to, uh, to develop the real estate that you need to develop. Okay, so it's it's really two separate things, um, but this is what the proposal is for. If you guys don't know how to do the calculations for real estate right now, um, you need to go to uh, biggerpockets.com forward slash calc, biggerpockets.com forward, forward slash uh, C-A-L-C, um, and it'll take you to the calculator. Uh, that will show you how to uh, put the numbers together for properties. Now, you do have to do walkthroughs of neighborhoods, et cetera, et cetera, to find out uh, what the price points and how the neighborhood looks and, and so on and so forth. Okay. Um, maybe you want to drive through. Maybe you need, you know, depending on where you live, you might need to drive through the neighborhood. So it just depends. Um, okay. Yeah, so this is extreme ownership, ladies and gentlemen, all of the above, okay? And um, a part of extreme ownership is building yourself and your business to a T as a whole and um, owning on the things that you know that you need to get fixed, owning on the things that you know that um, will help build the company structure, you know, uh, even new employees, et cetera, et cetera, tax breaks, making sure your taxes are done properly, you know, things of that nature. All right. Um, so if you have any questions, ladies and gentlemen, if there's something that you want us to talk about on this, uh, real estate confidant school, please, please, please send in your emails. 
uh, at info at the real estate school.com. Okay, info at the real estate school com. Go ahead and send us your emails. We'd be happy to uh, to put up a podcast on those things. Um, but you just got to let us know if you have questions, go ahead and email us, email us as well. All right. So hopefully you all took some information out of this podcast. Um, it's 40 minutes in and I'm out. And as you all know, knowledge is power, but applied knowledge is a portfolio. Talk to you soon.